Yeah. Talk to Recorded live. I think I should say that. <laughs> giving us the echo of live. <laughs> it's time for the health and wellness of the golden age, and I'm going to go off of speaker. Yeah, we're of the golden age, and every one of us has the ability to make our lives as golden as we can. And we have many, many different types of uh, wonderful people in this country, and we want them to be at peace. And and peace is going to win against the strife. And we have uh, rain out on the West Coast in Nevada, and we have sunshine here, and we're in a veritable freeze right now, not 25, 28. And uh, we're going up to a heat wave of 45 or to 50. So, I mean, it's like sunbathing time around out here. (laughs) It's all relative, right, Emily? (laughs) Emily's cold in her house and I'm in mine, so it's cool. uh, But there's so much going on. There's a lot of good stuff that uh, we can do and make changes within our own community and uh, a lot of stuff is changing, even on NLA, towards their peaceful changes that they're working on. So it's it's good. People are speaking out, and that's what we want. I spoke to my brother yesterday, and he said a lot more people are uh, are really realizing we're being screwed. <laughs> and that's what... Um, uh, and even on Tuesday night when I was kind of giving a pep talk to, about the health thing, Veronica had come on our program uh, you know, several weeks ago to listen to it. And she said, you talk about everything. I said, yes, because it all affects your health. Everything that's going on is affecting people's health, and they don't realize how much it affects their health. And so we talk about it so we know the information so we're not so fearful and the body can relax. And um, it's very important. And on it, Emily, I was uh, telling her about uh, the one gal was complaining about her arthritis. And I said, did any of them tell you to change your diet? She said, I've eaten the same diet all my life. I said, that's why you've got arthritis. You need to look at what's causing the arthritis, not take some pills. And so I invited her to the programs, and I was saying, Emily, be on the program. And here's Emily on the program, and she's not. So... (laughs) But it is it is some of what we eat causes our arthritis, our rheumatism, and all the rest of the itises and isms that are out there. So it's about getting educated. She didn't even know that. Her doctor was telling her, oh, you just have to take these pills, and you're, just doing, you're going to have the rest of your life. And I'm going, Ugh. That's the Because that's all the doctor was trained in. That's, that's all he's them training. back to school. The doctors need to go back to school. Right, and people, people give them so much credit for knowing just everything there is to know about health, and they're only training very, very narrowly in allopathic medicine. Very narrowly. And they certainly aren't trained in going to the source. And people people should understand that their forte is acute care, like a gunshot wound or, you know, a, just vomiting blood, you know, that you can't stop if you don't have lobelia or cayenne pepper. So, you know, some of these things, 
that will stop a heart attack in progress and strokes and things like that and vomiting. If you know a little bit about herbs, you can do your own first aid and, and trauma care. But but if you if you don't know that, that's what they're the expert in. They can save lives that are you know major trauma. Where you at, right? Why wouldn't they want to know about the herbal stuff for their own families? This is what gets to me. All these brilliant minds. And they're killing their own families and don't even realize it. They don't give it but, to their families. They don't give them their pills. Well, some of them do. Diet pills. Some of them but do. Some of them do. Uh, my they doctor don't know. They, they are so indoctrinated into mm-hmm. this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and He's the best doctor. I'd send my family to him, Patty. He wanted to cut out my liver. I'm going, well, that's nice. Are you sure you'd send your mother to this guy? Oh, Yeah. I said, well, I don't think his name is really Dr. Wright. <laughs> that was his name. <laughs> what you were saying, Emily? Go ahead, Emily. Oh, I was, no, I was going to say... I was just going to say that um, people should question, you know, if when mm. doctors start talking about cutting off things or cutting out things, like getting rid of your gallbladder and this and that, you know, a red flag should go up, but we've yep. we've been conditioned to just accept it and just like, you know, when I had my tonsils out, I didn't think there was anything wrong. But oh no, my mother said I had to have them out. So that's what we had too. And and when my gallbladder, the only reason I lost the gallbladder, I was in so so much pain. I didn't. And the same with the appendix. I didn't. You know, and, oh, and, and that's so, the other thing is that people think that these. They have a, just an appendicitis attack, and it just happens one, you know, really badly, and they have to rush to the hospital and have their appendix out. But according to Dr. Morse, that's not true. That you have signs, you you have you know smaller pains, you have things that you know, and people don't pay attention to those. They you know. I, I had two attacks of the gallbladder. I didn't know what the first one was. But did you ever have any sort of? you know, indigestion or kind of feeling... And people people attribute it to just growing older. They think it's normal. Well, I had this out when I was in my 50s. Yeah, so, but whatever... I could have prevented it. I mean, I, you're on. You're right. Yeah, because... could have prevented people it don't, more knowledge. Yeah, because mm-hmm. people don't pay attention to the kind of littler things that are also, you know, symptoms that they experience, but they just, they're not, you know, they don't hurt enough or they're not scary enough for them to do anything about. So they just keep on, they just keep on staying with the same lifestyle and the same diet and everything. Yeah, see, I didn't even know it was gallbladder. I had it up in uh, Tahoe when we were on a weekend with the Taw Club. And it woke me up. And I got out of bed, which is very rare for me, and I got out of bed, and some people were still singing around the, the campfire, so I went up and sat with them at the campfire, and and uh, it, I did my healing stuff that I do from my uh, Scientology on it, and uh, it all seemed to go away. I just didn't go to doctors, and so, and I didn't bring it up to anybody, and that's my mistake. The gal that I've been working with, she said later, I wish you'd said something. We could have prevented that. And I go, 
It's too late now. However, I would the next time. And, and my appendix would have burst. I had to get those out. Because you know what it was? I was doing a detoxing from candida. And it all was stuck in the appendix and wasn't filtering. So, and it was swelling. So had you been, had you been constipated before? Oh, I was always up and down on my constipation. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, didn't so realize there, that, that was part of it. Yeah. Right. That's a sign too that you know you got to get that. Yeah, and 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 that's that's a, a very important point with constipation because if I don't drink enough water, everything backs up. I get leg cramps and my right. body is aching yes. and oh it's exactly. so miserable and it wakes me up at night Wednesday was it Wednesday yesterday was Thursday it was Tuesday night I had my oh I have to tell you about my drama my moped and I were coming down Main Street and it went boom, 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 boom. and I go oh my god what was that and I had just enough momentum to get me onto an apron uh, a driveway apron and uh, I stopped and I could started the motor up it started fine I just couldn't go forward and uh, so that night after all the drama and getting it over to a sports cycle and everything and uh, I went to bed oh the leg cramps that came on because I hadn't drunk any water I mean that was a lot of drama and it, it, you're more dehydrated when you have more drama and uh, it was like, oh. so I drank a whole jug of water and almost a half of one just to relieve the leg cramps. Did you wet the bed? What? Did you wet the bed? Did you wet the bed? No, the, uh, Jakey got me up early enough that I <laughs> he goes, I go. They go, I go. You know, we're all on the same too. <laughs> that freaked me out when that happened to me. It hasn't happened again. I don't know. It happened two days in a row, two nights in a row. Oh, that's you tough. Know? And I, the first time I was sure it was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I blame it on the cat, but she does it up right at my head, so I know my acids aren't up there. So, <laughs> well, the cat pee you can smell too. <laughs> oh, he pooped and peed on my bed twice, and I'm she's forbidden in the room. <laughs> but um, but it is it is important that we keep ourselves hydrated. And when I'm aching, I'm going water. Got to go out. And I watch the dogs. I go. You're drinking water. I got to go drink water. I go pee, I got to drink water. And that's what Betty at Bella Haven said. Every time she had to go to the potty, she went oh. and had a drink of water afterwards because that kept her reminding that she had to keep hydrating herself. It's very important to be hydrated. And especially today with people drinking all the different stuff that Emily's gone over with us with the coffee and the tea and the rest of the stuff that is so bad for our systems, it's important to have good water. So. Yeah, because the um, the coffee and tea and alcohol will take the water, existing water in your body, and um, suck it up. And yeah, yep, yep. And and oh, so yeah. and then people find another thing that people find generally um, happening in their forties is their eyesight starts to go, Fail. and that's one of the 
and that's your body, according to Lauren Lockman, that's your body <clears throat> um, taking water from a um, an organ that isn't absolutely necessary to keep you alive. Wow. Yeah. I never knew that was why it was. Yeah, so all of those kinds of things. So like your eyes, your hearing. Yep. Um, and again, it's wow. hydration, but he talks about how people will come to him to do extended water fast and they'll be only 50% hydrated. You're supposed to have 75% water in your, you know, 75% uh, water is normal, but people mm-hmm. will come to him doing an extended water fast or to to do an extended water fast for him to oversee their water fast for a minimum of 3 weeks. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. they're already and they're so um, dehydrated. So he's got to, you know, yeah, he, I guess he constantly monitors your health and everything and your your hydration level and stuff like that. But um, it's interesting, and, he, you know, he thinks that all you need to do is let your body rest and that give it water and that it will fix itself. Of mm-hmm. course, you'll go through, you, you know, it may not be fun, and you'll go through a lot of healing crises and there was one, he did an interview with one gal who came there. She was only 19. And um, she said her thyroid um, blew up or something right under her, something, her, a gland under her jaw got so big, it got as big as her head oh while she God. was doing this um, cleanse. And, you know, she said she was so frightened and she wanted to stop the stop the water fast but uh, he talked her through it and and the big swelling went back down and was normal when she was giving the interview she just looked totally normal she looked skinny of course because everybody loses right. a lot of weight but but anyway really that is pretty um, pretty interesting but Dr. Moore says that you can water fast can you know you can do damage to if you're if you're really toxic and then all of a sudden you you only you know are drinking water, then you have all the toxins rushing into the bloodstream and then so he just thinks that it's better to just do fruit at least I mean just eat something that's that's easy for your body to digest, so he's a proponent of not doing not doing enemas not doing um like these coffee enemas that were supposed to be so wonderful because he says that they're, um, you know, more stimulating. With every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if something's really stimulating, it's also going to be um, enervating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to do things that are just too, you know, or at least you just have to be aware of what you're doing and what's going to probably happen and how you're going to have to eventually deal with it. Can I ask a question about that? You know when they make you, when you have to go in for a, when they do the barium thing up your bottom? Oh, yeah. Why can't you just drink that stuff and clean yourself out that way instead of doing a coffee enema? Yeah, you don't have to. The only time I've ever had that done was when they were, they were going to do an x-ray or something. I can't even remember, remember when I... It just seems to me I would rather drink something that made me clean myself out 
rather than shoving something up my bottom to clean myself. Well, they up. give you, they make you eat a bland, supposedly a bland meal, and then they give you, they tell you to take Dolcolax, which is one of these horrible yeah. uh, laxatives. That, and then so that's supposed to clean you out, and then you go in for the colonoscopy. That's what it is. Or well, I I just went in for a barium. Um, you know, exam oh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They they just were uh, looking for. I can't remember why. It was such a long time ago, but um, oh, because I had I you know I was all I was a hypochondriac and I had I probably had a little bit of a hemorrhoid and I had a little bit of blood on a stool or something. So I got all freaked out about it. And of course they went in an opportunity to take advantage of my insurance and mm. oh we'll do this big test and everything. And of course they found nothing and. Oh, they told you you had a hemorrhoid, <laughs> right? Or, well, the thing is you can make your hemorrhoids go away really easily with sitz baths. With, that's what, that was when, uh-huh. you know, I started to learn about natural medicine and, you uh-huh. know, things you could do. I, 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 when I would get them, I would sometimes take a, cut a piece of citrus or a lemon and fold it in half and just stick it in between the, you know, the cheeks and right up next to the hemorrhoid and that would... um. I could feel it going down, you know, and then doing sitz baths and then just changing your diet, just stopping eating what you were, you know, the constipating things because generally if you have a hemorrhoid, you're also constipated and you're not, you know, you don't, you're not having the normal bowel movements that you're should. And then when you do it, it hurts because you're constipated. That's right. Yeah, but so then I, I learned afterwards, so that wasn't the first thing. First and only time I ever had blood in my stool, I'd certainly gotten hemorrhoids, you know, since then, or a little bit of blood in my stool or on the toilet paper or whatever when I was wiping. But, you know, I didn't get, I just knew what to do and just, you know, stopped abusing, stopped eating all the rich foods or whatever it was and mm-hmm. drank more water, drank more, you know, ate more fruit or whatever and and then got my bowels you know, regular. Or another thing that I would do a lot of times because I was into the isolates is take magnesium. And you were talking about the um, pain um, that you felt and everything and um, that you needed to drink the water to um, relieve yourself of that. But magnesium, if you ever are in a pinch and you want to do an isolate, magnesium really helps with that. As well What's as isolate? What's isolate? An isolate, you know, is... Where the man, you know, the scientists go and they take what nature has provided and they take out what they think is the, you know, the factor that they want to emphasize or you know multiply or whatever. So they dissect the plant, and they take out the magnesium here oh. and the um, whatever, you know, all the different parts, and then they build on. And then so people are taking these parts of nature, but what happens is again when you when you um ingest it there's stimulation and you have a positive you know effect from that but there's also in the long run it's going to you know it's not what happens is it's not totally utilized because the body doesn't recognize and can't use all of it because it's been changed by a man oh. it's not natural anymore so you know, some of it is, and, the, you know, some of it can be used, and that's the reason why you have the 
positive effect and your aches and pains go away and your uh you know you think you have normal elimination but it's just kind of masking it it's like what what drugs will do except not as bad and so, so the magnesium though will help you not have the leg cramps right is yeah exactly we're... so it does both things magnesium is really wonderful and it's But the thing is, what you should do is eat the magnesium-rich foods, which are the leafy greens and, you know, um, I'm going to get a book and there's some, I have a book somewhere that's really good. It has, goes through all the produce and it lists which, you know, what nutrients they're, they're hot. So a glass of spinach juice once a day wouldn't hurt you. Yeah, or, um... Or also, sea vegetables are really, really wonderful. They are just loaded with everything that you need, and they're one of the superfoods. I look through these herbal books, and um, that Dr. Page has written, and she's got she has a diagram of the human anatomy, and she has all the different areas: the blood, circulatory, um, nerves, muscles, and tendons, cardiopulmonary. And she has all the herbs listed for each one, and you kind of cross-reference. And sea vegetables are really in a lot of these different, um, you know, areas or systems in our body and and um, organs. So sea vegetables are just really a good thing to have on hand. And also, if there was ever, <clears throat> if you if the grocery stores all of a sudden didn't have any food or something, I mean, you could just, you can eat dry seaweed um, if you don't even have water to hydrate it, which if you do, then it will expand to 10 times its size. But you could just live on just eating, a, you know, a couple pieces of seaweed and then uh, making your own alfalfa sprouts. And alfalfa sprouts are also really, really, really good for you. And you know how expensive they are in the store. They charge like 3 or $4 for one of those little tiny plastic boxes mm-hmm. of them. And you can make, you know, five or, t- or ten times that with probably about 15 cents worth of seeds. And, you know, and make $30 worth of of um, alfalfa sprouts and just munch on those. So if you really had to, if you couldn't, if we were really stuck or, if you know, we had a war started or a bank holiday and everything, you know, shit hits the fan type scenario. People could, you could survive a really long time. I think it's healthy. called Planet X. <laughs> what? I think we're worried about Planet X right now. That's, that's the... Uh... Biggest thrill right now on the internet. <laughs> it's going to be here in 2016 or 2017. Hence, that's why they're building all these underground places that are 98% full of food already for the EB. Right, right. <laughs> I've heard about the seed banks and everything, and but I don't see how they're going to, um, you know... What, so we weren't supposed to food? find out about it, number one. Number two, they really aren't sure what's going to happen, and it's all a big joke. Yeah. That's the whole point. It, but it, it drives people crazy knowing that there's something out there that they can't have. And that's been the marketing system of so much of this stuff that it's... Uh, 
how how do you get around their BS? And we need to know that. Their BS is exactly the premise of how they're wanting us to not survive. Mm-hmm. Well, rumor has it that the, you guys want to hear a good rumor? Guess yeah. who was talking to the U.S. Senate? The Dalai Lama. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I'd rather he talk to him than the Pope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Pope's definitely Pope. not the black Pope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. <laughs> so, yeah, I was fine when I was in my joy, but now that I've come out of my joy, I'm looking at all this other stuff, too, going, oh, 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 the Dalai Lama king of the world might not be such a bad idea <laughs> better than who they want us to be king of the world with <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's all and it's all about manipulation in so far as even the dalai lamas have been compromised. any men that wear dresses i'm not going to follow okay <laughs> 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 oh, and they're just black dresses, and we've got them in the courtrooms, et cetera. So, yes, black dresses are in. <laughs> just remember, if they wear black dresses, there's something wrong. And if they wear purple and red, like the Vatican, then you really know when you start realizing what all that means. Yep. <laughs> it has to do with menstrual blood and all kinds of weird stuff. Well, it's the paganism. You're right. But the the issue here is that they wear those funny cone hats that are all indicative yeah. of of the... The, the homo capensis. They're the ones really making the decisions. And they've got the... Um, their average IQ is 150. So it's way higher than ours. Yeah. So, What's pentar? What's what? Have you heard that word that there's somebody named Pentar? I don't know. That's gonna fool. That's gonna foil this whole system. That's gonna break it wide open. I'm hoping it's Obama. I think he's Pinocchio. <laughs> you know, I, honest. I was listening to a tape last night that said this has all been scripted out. That these people are all actors and actresses. That Hillary Clinton is somebody Rothschild, and that it's all been planned for years and years and years. Welcome to the reality show. <laughs> I think I'm waking up now. Maybe. Well, they're they're uh, all related by blood. Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. presidents are. All the and presidents. And some of the wives, you bet. Yep. That's, Did you hear? And they're all coneheads, you guys. I know, I know. <laughs> I think it's so funny. <laughs> and they put it right in front of our face. When did they put that on, in, on Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live. Live? Yeah, in the 80s or something. Yeah. Or maybe, this, <laughs> maybe it was earlier than that. And it took us this long to figure I out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What a dumb bunch of plants. We're an ant farm, you guys. We're nothing but a little ant farm down here. <laughs> there you go. Well, because we're, we're believing everything that we, you know, saw on TV when we used to watch TV. Yeah. Well, that was the programming. Right. And that's the whole thing that is so uh, uh, interesting about what, um, why we're all so interrelated at this stage. 
and that's because of the uh, of the programming across the world, mm-hmm. across the world and around the world. I guess is the better way to say it, because so much of the manipulation has been with us getting uh, programmed by the TV. Oh, and they're still getting programmed by all this. Weird yeah, and stuff. that's why they're pushing the these iPhones on everybody, and they're pushing, yep. they really wanted people to have cable TV. They keep, I don't have cable TV, I haven't had cable TV in, you know, three years, and they are bombarding me with all these special offers and, you know, practically want to pay me to get cable, to have cable TV. And I had a chat with them yesterday about getting it out of my room. I want to be wired direct. I don't want this Wi-Fi. The guy does not know. What, the first guy kind of knew what I was talking about. second guy doesn't know what I was talking about at all and decides that all we need to do is take the box out of my room and put it back in his room where the television is. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, another reason why they want to do this um, voice over IP everywhere and have get rid of landlines and stuff is so that they can spy on everyone. Because they were talking the other day about um, somewhere, I don't know if it's on InfoWars or not, how the, um, you know, how your, your dishwasher and your toaster and your washing machine are going to be able to spy on you. And well, they do have a new Samsung TV that just let came fin- out. Let her finish, Emily. I mean, it does it. But it okay. was just that, you know, it was because it all has to be hooked up to the Internet. It's all about right. the Internet, so that's how, you know, people have these smart homes and everything. But who wants a smart home when you know it's just going to be used to spy on you? <laughs> And, and, and who also, cares what goes on in people's houses? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but it's it's also about the programming because then they know what you're you've got in your house. They can then manipulate the market so that you will buy more of what right. they want you to buy. And then the other side of it is, uh, one of our teachers was saying, and he was kind of like glad they are going to make the um, uh, internet. A utility. Oh, I know. They've been talking about that for a long time. They're, they're not. I know. They're not going to get away with that. Hopefully. Well, that hopefully is all we can say yeah. because what do we have as a resource to fight them? We they don't pay any attention to us because it's business. It's all about the business. I think they found enough reasons not to do that because. Thing is, they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to expand if they turned it into a utility. They wouldn't be able to do a lot of things that they can do now, even the business. Well, that's the, the problem. The is making them do it, and that that they don't really have any choice. They don't know that what they're doing is actually uh, putting a web around us, and they're killing us. And even the cable companies don't know they're doing this. I'm sa- I said to the one guy, I said. You should see what's around people if you could really see it when you're walking downtown and everybody has a cell phone. It's affecting everybody, even people without cell phones. It's affecting your children, you know. And he goes, I'm going to look into that. I said, you probably should because in another 20 years, we're all going to be sterile. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what they want. That is the other side of that coin. 
most of these kids that are coming up will not be able to procreate. They'll yeah. be able to fuck their brains out, but they won't be able to procreate. Oh, and they're showing them on TV at three years old how to do that. So Yeah, Dr. Oh Moore God. says that, that um, people should really, really get healthy before they get pregnant because yep. they're going to pass on all their weaknesses to their kids. Yep. Their children, yeah. That's true. <clears throat> that is true. All so the clogged, toxic lymphatic systems. And... But... And then along came God, slow-walking God, long-talking God. <laughs> That's what we need. We really need a God in here, you guys. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Oh, God, God. They call us, they call them politicians. <laughs> <laughs> we have too many of them. Yeah, too many. Yeah. Too many. It's well, they're very... being deprogrammed right now. They're being told that, hey... This was what we were planning for the people, you guys. Oh, I heard that they have arrest powers right now, too. Or they have the power to go in and arrest these people in Congress. There had to be something that, to make them talk. So they're in the process of making them talk right really? now. Yes, so, that's what I heard. So does that, that sounds like it might have something to do with Nasara. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I got something from Nasara two times last week saying it, that we are taking over the government, that the U.S. government is a fraud, and <clears throat> it's happening. Well, and, and and somebody called, do you do you know um, what happened, um, how they actually took over in Iceland? Because I know that they, I found actually, I got a link to a forum in Iceland, and then it, it linked to a couple of, uh, news interviews, or pretty extensive ones, and evidently what happened was, of course, they all convened in, you know, their oh, yeah. public area with their pots and pans. Right. <laughs> yep. And it was all, and it, it you know, no, there were, not a shot was fired anywhere. Nobody was harmed or anything. The whole thing happened peacefully, and they just forced Quickly. politicians to resign. Uh-huh. But I wonder how they did it. Do you think they just had like you know, a dozen or so with guns, and they just went into the building and forced everyone in. Well, you know what I I read about it, just to catch you up on something, what I read, they actually recruited the police because they put it to them, you have mortgages, you're being screwed. Oh, good. Uh And by the fact that you're being screwed, you're with us. Now, we're talking about Iceland, a very... uh, isolated country. Right. So people knew each other in the sense. But when they came out with the pots and pans and pounded for hours, they they made the results and they made the difference. That's what we need to do. Yes. We keep going out there with our words and just blatting our mouth and saying nothing. They just ignore us. And that's what is so... Um, People don't get, look at what's working instead of what's not working, and let's deal with what we can do rather than what we can't do. You know what we should do is the organizations like the NLA that are already set up, they already have members all across, you know, the country in different states. We should organize something like that and, you know, where we all – get together and go down in buses and just all 
sprinkler pots and pans and mm-hmm. just just do it and bring the police you know with us some you know a certain percentage of the police that's actually what we're trying to do, and I think that's what Operation Spring, whatever they did last year, weren't prepared for it. But now people are more prepared for it. And when you hear about, like, Infowars coming to Spokane, there is stuff going on. It's just that people don't know, and enough of us get informed. And it's kind of got to be a surprise attack, I think. <laughs> on our well, it has to be grassroots because that's exactly what my brother was saying. Insofar as the people, once they get the uh, uh, materials in their hand, i.e. food, and it's telling them what's in that food with no um, hiding the GMO, they're going, I can make an informed decision. Right. Oh, And, and, and that's what they've not been able to do because of the lack of of their really looking at what is truly happening rather than what they think is happening. And because it's all about, oh, it's, it's, it's not happening because it's not affecting me. Just like the girl on Tuesday night right. says, well, I've been eating the same food for all my life. I said, that's why you have arthritis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's that kind of mentality. Yeah. that we really are fighting against. I've been doing it now my life. My whole family voted Republican. I have to vote Republican. Where's your Where's your chutzpah? You're kidding me. She was on an NLA call? No, no, no. This oh. is somebody else. Oh, you know, okay. that I've, I've, I, you know, it's the old line that people have said, my whole family has voted Republican. Yeah. I know. felt that way about my dad, but it was Democrat. And, and I, I lived in the same... Uh, see, we lived out in the valley as kids, but when I lived in town, I lived in the same school district he was principal of, and I, I thought I could, I would take my ballot, over, I would take it over to my dad, and I go, who do I vote for? I don't know who to vote for, so he tell me who to vote for. Oh man, <laughs> big mistake, big mistake. Yeah, I remember yeah. feeling like that. At- some point early on. Well, it was his school, it was his money that I was affecting by voting for the school district thing, so I thought, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think he knew what was going on, but he just couldn't tell me. I, he, you know, because he always catered to me and knew that my mind thought differently than others, you know. Well, the the other side of it, whether it thought, thought differently or not, it is the idea that so much of what we've been taught has been lies. And uh, yes. the principals of the schools are the ones that perpetrated more of it. And uh, where do we go from there, guys? I mean, that's the whole issue. But, you know, speaking of um, wanting to or not knowing what's in your food, um, I got an email from the uh, Institute of uh, Responsible Technology and Jeffrey Smith. And he's going to have some free webinar. I think it's going to repeat, or it's going to be all week long, starting on February 9th. And mm-hmm. if you want, I can forward it to you, Wondering, and yeah. send it out. Because, um, you know, he's the, he's the expert. He's the one that's written all the books, and he's the expert on GMOs. So, oh, great. I don't know if he um, has some big news for us or... 
But he, I know he's going to talk about the actual um, impact that GMOs have on people's health and which GMOs are in which foods and stuff like that. And cool. So it should that be interesting. Be very good. Yeah. So wow. I just wanted to mention that. Because mm-hmm. I, I be hope good. it's going to be like that. Because I remember that other thing that I sent a, sent where they they had a couple day long or a three day long, um, you know, thing. lecture series with these different people talking about health. But they were just all kind of trying to sell their supplements or whatever. That's I was, all they were. I was not really that impressed with that. I mean, maybe if you if you were had been living under a rock and you just didn't really know that much or weren't paying attention to all the Mm-hmm. the health movement things and, you know. Anytime and, I have to listen to something that goes into 10 minutes of commercial before they even get into the program, I hang up. Yeah, well, they, they this one didn't have commercials, but, it, but still it was... It know, was the same idea. It was just, it, to me, it was kind of boring because I'd heard all this stuff already and, you know, it wasn't new to me. I already knew it from years back. Yeah, but... Yep. But well, they keep saying that was. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, what I um, I saw was the fact it was um, Baskin Robbins' son who did the. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they're sending me stuff about cures for cancer, and I just delete them because we've yeah. had cures since the '30s, and you guys are still not talking about them. So I have nothing to talk to you about. Right. Well, unless they're they're just using that word to catch people's attention because oh, everybody wants a quick fix, but then maybe what they end up talking about is, you know, there becoming a raw food. No, uh, what raw it's food done. Do you yeah. know what it's done, though? What a lot of this has done. A lot of this has made people think that you can drink baking soda for 10 days and cure any kind of cancer. I know. And so I am being attacked all the time on the Internet. By people saying, if you wanted to get over cancer, you would have drank baking soda. Or things like that, you know, that don't have a clue to how much work it is to get over cancer. Especially the kind that I have. You know, and I'm just, I I told, I called Patricia last week because I had something come up where I was caught into a very bad tip tip with somebody that is one of the most sensitive people in Neil, think. A beautiful lady, yeah. A beautiful lady. And we were at each other's throats. And she said, what is wrong with you? I said, I don't know. It's like I'm being attacked everywhere I go. And she goes, I just went back into Facebook and now I'm scared to be in there. I said, don't be that way. It isn't you. And it isn't me. Let me figure it out. So I figured out what was bothering me. And I went to the lady that it was bothering me about. And I tried to talk to her. Again, she wouldn't communicate with me. So I attacked her. (laughs) In a roundabout way. And then I tried to apologize to her. And say, hey. In fact, yesterday this happened. I said something. I said, oh, Deb doesn't like me, LOL. And (laughs) then I posted this little bird taking a shit or something. I don't know what I did. (laughs) You know how I am. And and then it came back to me. I I think about you every moment of the day. 
And so I sent back, oh, because she sees Nikola Tesla. I sent back a note to her saying, this is Alberta, because <laughs> I see Albert Einstein. So, so I said, Nikki, this is Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> that probably didn't start it out too well, did it? <laughs> um, oh, well. I, I see that you were angry at me, and I was angry at you, and we hurt each other's feelings. How do you think about somebody all day long? And just what the heck are you thinking about me? I don't really think I want you thinking about me all day long. I'll tell you what Alberta does. Alberta doesn't think about you at all. Uh-oh. <laughs> so then I get this thing back saying something about it's in her DNA code. So, oh, then I finally get it. You don't have to think about anybody. You can insult them and do this hope, own, own, hope, own, own shit. And then, because you've got their DNA in your code, you're thinking about them all day long. Anyway, that's what I've come up with. Anybody have a better solution to this than that? Because <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I wouldn't know either. Well, are and, are you are you an empath? Uh, yeah. You know what an empath is? Uh, I know. Yeah. You can't even take me to a grocery store. <laughs> really? Because you, cause you start to um, soak up and feel everything else. Oh, yeah. Else. Oh, yeah. Right. And it, and it came out, we, we just started seeing it for real a couple of years ago on Bruce's birthday. Wow. And there are times when he can't even get the car stopped before I'm jumping out of it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't know I was that sensitive, and I've been that sensitive all my life. But I know now, after what I heard last night, you know, there was a time when I was a little girl. I was six years old, I think. And I got sick and threw up on the floor. And I can remember my mother yelling and screaming at me for not making it to the oh, toilet. Oh, yeah, I had a moment like sick. that, too. But you know what it was? I couldn't get back in my body. That's what made me sick. I was trying to get back in my body. Well, you know? I'm, but I'm talking about um, just being being able to see other people's auras, maybe, or even just um, I think I could taking have done on that. other people's pains or like supposedly is, healers are are like a lot, some a lot of healers ha- are empaths and they can actually they can walk into a room and they can feel. I can pain. do that, but since that incident of my mother. Uh, chastising me so bad, it ruptured my ability, you know, Uh-oh. because every time I started getting those feelings, I felt that it was of the devil, that it was from the heathen part of my mother. Because remember, my mother was a heathen and my father was a Catholic. And they grew up telling me this, okay? I grew up being told this. And I really wanted to be a heathen, but I had to be a Catholic. It's a long story. But I think mm-hmm. that, yes, I had that ability when I was a little tiny girl. And because of the way I was raised, I wasn't able to use it right. So it kind of warped, and I decided to work for the um, lizard people instead of the angels. <laughs> well, that Whatever. that's the true way in which you hide it because of the fact that you think you you. See, I wished my mother dead when I was three, and she disappeared, and I thought she died. I hid any kind of ability I had totally. 
mm-hmm. because of the fear that I could do it to someone else. Right. And that's, that's what you did to protect yourself. As much as you think it was, uh, it, it was a protective mechanism for you that you needed to do to be able to survive in that world at that time because you were in an enemy territory. And that popped out yesterday. Isn't that wonderful? But you know, a lot of this also is part of just coming to terms with this, is part of what you have to go through to heal, to get rid of your, quote-unquote, To let go of this cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I felt it. I felt it, you guys. I felt it. I felt it. I really did. And I felt a love for my mother that I'd never, ever had. It was just awesome. That's but I, good. But this morning I don't like her too well. But she's okay with that too. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but see that's the cycle of life too. In life, if you are supposedly in a normal family relationship, you would go through those cycles over and over. It's being stuck in it is where we lose the abilities. Right. And see, you're not being stuck in it, you're knowing that, well, this isn't the right place for me at this time. And that's important that you specify it in that way. Because your your words are what control what goes on. I use my um, spirit guides all the time. I check the weather, I check the, the uh, is this a better time, is that a better time, and all of it is proving out. Sometimes I totally miss and don't get what they were trying to tell me. However, 95% of the time it's better than you know how, I would ever have come up. Do you have a muscle test? Uh huh. I do the ones with the in the use the thumb and uh, and forefinger, and uh, you do the muscle test that it's, way. It's hard to do it when you for yourself because you you know your your um, intellectual side you know is well, going to be biased. Voice and, it out, right? Yeah. You guys, can I say something? Just yeah. me talking about that like I did. I'm on fire. I am burning up right now. I'm looking at my heater. It's not really on. But you see that energy of of expressing that, you uh-huh. know, brings that out of me. Because I just discovered that yesterday. This is a cleansing process, you know, good. of letting go of poor mom. Of poor mom. She was molested from the time she was three years old, oh, you know. See, what, what, a, what a role to fight against. Yeah. Yeah. How could she raise me when she had that going on and her mother was part of it, you know? Oh, gosh. Yeah, see, uh, my mother molested me also. And when I brought it up to my brothers, they wouldn't believe me. But it, it came out in a session that I'd had. And uh, what what it was was the the fact of my mother teaching me what was necessary for me to know. She had been molested, and she never let anybody know. And she she had was paranoid schizophrenic as a result of it. And, and whether or not she had it as a birth thing, I don't know. What goes on in the mind of children 
when they are molested is a, a, a total fractionalization of what they are, of who they are. Mm-hmm. And or it's if important you go- we allow them that scope of you're safe now. And she never felt safe. My mother, I don't think, ever felt safe. No one does once they've been molested. And then, and um, this lady that I had the problem with when we were talking on the phone told me that when she was four years old, that her father took her to the waste sewage plant and stood her in front of the big tank and told her that she was the problem between him and his and her mother between that if it wasn't for her him and her mother would be getting along fine and that he wanted to throw her in there at four years old. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, I mean, that's criminal. Mm-hmm. Absolute criminal. And, and that, thank that's God she is do. sweet enough and kind enough to call me and say, what's going on? And I'm going, I don't know. I'm sorry. I love you so much. Yeah. And she said, well, we better both get out of the neo-think society because they're all assholes. And I said, I know. Ah. <laughs> she finally got the message. Good for her. Well, she always had the message. She just kept trying anyway. And they kept yeah. abusing her more and more and more, oh, yeah. you know. I used, uh, she, this lady that we're talking about, she's very talented and she has a special needs son. And she is a very lovely lady. And I used her for my campaign for uh, becoming governor. And she did a beautiful job. You know, they blasted her for doing it, for uh, showing her skills, because nobody in this in NeoThink would, uh, would accept anything that she was doing. And it was so criminal that they weren't allowing her to show her talent. And here we were supposed to be a higher level of, of stuff. So there's a lot of us that have found that what people say is not what they do. So... You know, they just, just say it. They're not doing it. They're just flapping they're their gums. They're not doing it. And most of them haven't even read the materials, and they're just talk. And I mean, I we've had the same thing here with um, our Patriot group. Give me a break. There's no such thing in the Everybody wants line. to join, but nobody wants to do anything. <laughs> well, they don't even want to join because they know that it's useless. In that incident that happened up in your state, with the uh, big uh, rally and, and making holes in the new uh, resolution that was going on in, um, I guess it was, um, it was either Seattle or Portland. And they, uh, the, the people went totally peaceful and sold and traded and checked out and carried guns over 2,000 people, and the cops couldn't do a thing. There were too many people. I believe it was Portland, yeah. Okay, and they had, uh, they the comment that, you know, Emily sent me some material, and I read through it, and they said not one Patriot group member was there, or any Patriot group, and no anti-gun group was there. Now, excuse me, what are you supposed to be there for? You should have been there. You should have been there as fast as could possibly be. And they weren't. They weren't because they're talk. Talk is cheap. 
You know what's really cool? The game. The Super Bowl game. Oh, is <laughs> No, what's so cool about it is all my drunken old high school boyfriends, or what, not boyfriends, but all of them, I started slipping stuff to them right after the game. And one of the guys is going, you guys, I think Patty's right. And they go, we're going to Vegas to this, and we're going to go do this. These people have money, right? And this guy is going, no, I think that game is fixed. In fact, I have a replay thing, and I've been looking at it, and I've been looking back at all of the games. And so I just started hitting them with all kinds of stuff. And this one guy is going, she's a genius. And I said, oh, for God's sakes, don't tell anybody. <laughs> you guys all think I'm crazy. Well, the issue is you're not. Seeing the more it. they they're chastise you that you are crazy, the more you're sane. Yeah. But Remember, they're starting to wake up, psychology. guys. And the sea squawk. That's what I said. The Indians, the Indians ran back to Seattle. Seattle. Because the the British were coming, and they went out to sea, and the Seahawks squawked. (laughs) (laughs) How hard did they squawk? (laughs) But really, it was the British overtaking the Indians again. Yep. In our game. And the NFL is the biggest racket of all. And I think the NFL is just about to fall because people are seeing it. Even the, I mean, the men are seeing it. The dumbest people on the planet are, sorry, Colin, are seeing it. <laughs> it's harder to get through to men. Colin has a a brain that can see both sides. Amen. Most men don't. Hi, Colin. <laughs> he, did he hang up on us? No, he's here. He's probably muted. Are you going to say hi to us? I'm here. Okay. Are you mad at me? <laughs> hey, what's okay. the latest on, on uh, Drake? I, I didn't get, get it. Oh. What? What about oh. Drake? Colin? What? What's the latest on Drake? Oh, the pot's cooking. It's all cooking, huh? Oh, it's cooking. I tried to turn yeah. it on and more, I couldn't uh, get the call. Yeah. The more bankers have uh, committed suicide. Oh, they aren't even publicizing it, huh? Yeah. Well, that's classified trade information now. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, they don't want people to know your banks are failing and so are the people. People running them. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's always interesting. The biggest thing is that we have to keep our perspective. What is your perspective for this week? How can you handle it? And uh, I have a question. You... Yeah, go ahead, Lola. I guess I, I'm, I'm going to ask. I don't know. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Morning, just, Jerry. Hi. <laughs> Lola I'm just was going to ask a question. Well, I guess I was going to ask of 
if I can, if there's an answer, but what's going on with Jean Hain and all of that that she's putting on her website about all of this or whatever it is? I don't know what it is that she, what, in fact, I haven't read it. I just read that she's pretty Ooh. upset. Is there, first of all, who's Jean Haynes? Yeah. She, I, apparently, she was working with Neil Keenan with you, those guys, and, and something happened. But, and, and with, David, with David Wilcock and Ben Fulford and Neil Keenan, and I don't know, she had a huge article. And, hey, I've been to the dentist. I've had a tooth that I had to pull. I've had to have a partial. Oh. I've been... Working with my kids, and I mean, I've been like so busy that they'll say, "Well, are you ready?" Hello, hello, Lola, we hey. lost you. Yeah, are, are you there? Yes, we're here. I'm Lola? sorry, I don't know what happened. I must have bumped a mute on it because it was mute. So anyway, oh. I'm asking if there's, is there anything that? What is it? Do you? What is going on? Is there? Is it? Can I ask that? Yeah. I mean, uh, do you know anything about it, uh, um, Colin? I don't know who this person is. Yeah, well, Haynes is uh, uh, apparently been compromised. Haynes has? Apparently, yes. Uh, they're still trying to figure it out, but she just suddenly turned on everybody. Uh, like you know, maybe they got something. Maybe the powers that be got something on her, or something along that line. But anyway, uh, she said something about money being given or borrowed or something. And she feels she feels like she was taken by the money, a money situation or something. I swear I did not read the whole article. I got bits and pieces, and that's about it. You know, there's a couple of them that just suddenly turned on everybody. Brain mind control. Yeah, we don't. And see, that's what they can do through the computers and stuff. It isn't so much that they're listening to us. It's that they can hit us with waves. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so sometimes I don't know <laughs> whether I'm really getting hit with waves or whether it's just me. I don't know whether they can even do that yet or not. Oh, yeah. They're doing it all the time, and you and I can hear the different frequencies even. I can. Okay. Yesterday I was getting, and the frequencies, seriously, this is how in tune my ears are getting. I can hear the frequencies going up and down in my ear. It wasn't just this tone of whether it was high pitch, low pitch, I could hear the frequencies going up and down, whatever mm-hmm. they were doing. Now, that could be of the good side. That's the problem we have here. We don't know what's good and what isn't good. Yeah, that's, you know? that's really true. That's really true because we're being because bombarded the sun, with some... The solar system is allowing a lot of light in, and so I think... Because of the joy I feel at times that this is good, I don't think the government would give me joy. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So I think you're right on that. I I agree with that. I, I and the don't government know what gives me throwing plates at Bruce and stuff. Poor you know? <laughs> <laughs> <Or> Bruce. <laughs> well, the the thing is that they're literally. I have been, and I was on a call last night again with foreclosures and stuff, and I'm really pushing to try to get people to start giving up their egos and getting together. The cabal knows it's going to take us. They can sit and screw with us forever because we, are, we have so much ego, so much pride, and everybody wants to do it their way that we're not going to all get together so that we are a huge united front coming at them like a freight train. They know. They know I, that we're not getting that done because we are all too vain, too whatever. So, I think all we need is two or three of these cases. Ron Van Dyke went to court on the 4th. I haven't read what happened over his property being taken away. Somebody in New York is doing the same thing. Uh, Ron Class, what's that all about? There are several different states having these things come down. All we need is a few of these cases, and we can turn over everything. That's the way I'm led to believe. Well, so. I think that we need a lot. We need at least, if we had about 10 or so big ones with with uh, damaged suits, like we have two in, in Kansas, Missouri now, that came down uh, foreclosure cases. One was a two plus million dollar damage suit. One was a three million. If we start getting, and the thing is, they all want to sit and spout what they know, and they're no. trying to tell all these people how to do this. Okay, how many of us on this call could be an attorney and go in there and do it right? We're going to None miss of us. something. That's why we're going to screw up. And well, then when we screw when we screw up, they have an open hole. And they go back in and they nail the people again. If but, everybody got together and worked on this and we got a bunch of them at one time, they would back off real quick. Well, Lola, I wanted to ask you, has anybody ever tried filing a list pendants? Anyone that's um, afraid, you know, is going to have their property foreclosed on? Because sure, they, sure they have. And here's the deal. When you file those documents and you still have to go in front of a judge, you better know what you're talking about and you better know what it means. You better know what it did. You better be fluent in it. Lola, I'm not wanting to interrupt, but I am interrupting because of the fact that these Liz Pendens we're talking about, you do not go in front of a judge. You record them and never go in front of the judge just for what you're saying because you are yeah. absolutely right. Courtroom is a war zone. You want to Worst avoid that like a plague. What Rob is doing is going in. He was to go in with a motion or something to stop it. He couldn't. He couldn't take care of it all right then, but he had to put the right paperwork in front of them. To get this, but you know go. what you know what you so can look do in that case. Rob Van Dyke and and watch what he's doing on his case. But you know what you can do in that case that I've found on YouTube that people have done is you get a team together to go in on your behalf. So mm-hmm. so when the judge asks, you know, are you su- such and such, and you and you say, no, I'm here on their behalf, and you really are there on their 
their behalf. Well, so. I'm sure that this guy has the backing of people that are doing that. Yes. I, you know, it is happening. Okay, so just I, I, I hear all the excitement in your voice about getting everybody all together again, and fuck everybody. Damn it, they're not going to do it. And I'm so sick of people trying to shove it down everybody else's throat. Do it I'm not, yourself. no, 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 wait a minute. You made a, you misunderstood what I meant. There are people that aren't, but the ones that are in the movement, the ones that want to sit and have calls, they want to make penance off of people when they could get in there on a few cases and be in that courtroom and back those people They're up that don't going know it to all. do it. Fuck them. And when they, and when they get, and when they <laughs> do, there's going to be damages that they're going to make a whole lot more money than two hundred and fifty dollars. The money. It's Fuck all about the, the money. money. Yeah. I'm off this it's call. Bye. It's all about the money, and and one of the things that we really have to look at is. If they're only after the money, then the money is going to, uh, and it is, causing the disruption and keeping it unpeaceful. And most people don't get it. And if you file a list pendants, pendants, it's like making the house, you know, a hot potato. Nobody wants to touch it. I'm going to have to check in to sell it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Um, I'm yeah, well I have not I've heard of that and of course Jeff and Brandy got their sold, so but like Chris, Chris Cave who's on all the calls and I don't know what he's doing now. His is supposed to be sold on the courthouse steps this morning and that man has been in law. He helped tons of people with child cases, the state taking children away, and here he is by himself. I mean I think he's getting some things done, but going to court on his own house. And, I mean, it's just... Have you ever heard any of um, Richard Cornfield stuff? Cause he's no, the but one, I'll write that down. Yeah, he he has two four-and-a-half-hour-long classes on YouTube, and he really, really, really knows his stuff. And he knows how... And he he's the one that I learned about, the list pen, doing a list pendants and That's making it so that even banks won't want to touch your house. They can't touch it because of the title. It's an right. unclear title. Right, there is right. Clouds the title. Lean against it, and they can't well, do a thing about it. So the that's thing is that at least, proved... it, at least they can't take it from you if it's got a list pendants on it. Yep. Okay. That will have. We did not try that with Jeff and Brandy, yeah. but we did prove in all right. the documents that that what you're saying and that it did not have a clear title. It was absolutely shown in the in the records. They still took us to court. They foreclosed and when I got the documents back or we, we paid for the transcript, the judge I wasn't there because it wasn't even supposed to go to that because Jeff had filed a bankruptcy on it, just filed bankruptcy to stop it. And that didn't stop it. Well the the attorney stood up in front of the judge and said I have original signatures on a blank note. Yeah. Now, I don't know if anybody's getting that. but he And he said it twice. And I read it three times. And I went, are you kidding me? And the judge did not say anything. And Jeff didn't. Nobody caught it till we read it. 
there is I'm real estate for thirty years. There is never a blank note signed. Never. And, and the other never. thing you want to always do if you ha- if you do have to go to court is you always want to object to everything that everything. that goes on. Yeah, just just about everything. He did do can't that. See. What? But he did do that. But when they did that, he didn't catch it. And the judge brought down summary judgment because, and then he showed it. He pulled two pages off. So Jeff couldn't even see him and said, is this your signature? And Jeff said, well, he said, it looks like it, but I'd have to have it further examined to make sure. And the judge just brought down summary judgment, did not make any difference. Now, this is where we need the smooth talkers in there behind that, because this was a half a million dollar home. And he could have, the damages were huge. The damages alone were probably, well, two, three, four million. And, well, and, and everybody could have had a piece of that pie because Jeff didn't want that pie. He he only went into that whole thing, started it, stopped paying the payment, and asked them to prove they own the debt. That's He stopped the payments to do that. And they literally ended up never answering a question once and took it out. Never. That's exactly the point. They want the properties. There's Dr. Uh, Footsie, who we have out in California. He lives in a $2 million house. When he bought it, it was not $2 million. He bought it 30, 35, 40 years ago. So you know what the prices were there in California. I mean, they were very, very low. And But he's on the Palisades, which faces the ocean. Beautiful property area. I know the area. Uh-huh. And he he got foreclosed on forty thousand dollar loan. I tried yeah. since I tried since August to get this guy to file his bankruptcy stuff and put in his birth certificate. You know he took eight up up eight months. Listen to me. He took four months to get someone to agree with what I was telling him to do, and then the Friday before they were going to sell it. He went in and all he had to do was file two pages and then they would get back to him. Of course, I I know he's lost the property. However, the issue here is you snooze, you lose. And this man did not want to really go ahead. And I mean, I was screaming at him. This poor man was being screamed at by me because he refused to do it in the timely fashion that it needed to be done. And I couldn't help him anymore. It was just, it was so upsetting. And, it was upsetting, um, yeah. And he won't now, call when, me anymore. But the, when we, we were, attempted to do that with the birth certificate, we attempted to also have, oh, the Liz Pendens thing came out later. It would have taken him another four months to figure that out. So I wasn't even going to bring it up to him. So, you know, it is what it is for people. They're either going to do something or they're not going to do something. That your son stepped forward and went through the hassle that he did to show the fraud is so commendable. However, what did we learn from it? Yeah, and as soon as I learned about the list, Penn, just to interrupt for a second. Um, Yeah, go ahead. As soon as I learned about that, I think, Lola, I think I sent you that link yep. so if you look through yep. my emails from me you got and, it okay and I, I probably even put on the subject heading list you know list pendants or something or avoiding for and i sent it out to everybody too because it was he was already 
he was already through it, I think, when I got that. Uh, and I, and yeah, I mean, I we're on, so. I don't even think I've told you guys, and maybe I have, we're on to bigger and better things. I mean, they want everybody in the system and and the bottom line is they're not going to they're going to constantly hassle people and mm-hmm. i have a 17 year old granddaughter you guys have to hear this story because this is like you, well this is the traffic ticket that you all went to court on i uh, this is yeah this is the ticket this is where my granddaughter was it, it it isn't traffic no it's juvenile it's it's criminal oh, my. well it's all criminal she was in traffic she well, she went to a concert. She's seventeen. Mom and dad didn't oh, know. She was... stayed overnight with friends. That did you? Did okay. I tell you that? No, no I, 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 I think it's something else. Yeah, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. She went to a concert in a college town next college, next town over from where they live, and it was a concert geared to their age t- kids. And it was a non. It was on a night that there was no school the next day. It was a school break. So she stayed overnight at friends, and the other parents said it was okay for their kids to go, but Brandy didn't know Bailey went. 4.30 in the morning, she gets a call from the police department to come and get Bailey. So they went to the concert. They checked them into the concert, full well knowing that they were minors because they had their IDs, and they the concert didn't get over till 1 o'clock, but there's 11 o'clock curfew in the city. So they get out of the concert at 1, and a kid that they went to school with is now in first year of college there at KU. So they said they'd take him back to the dorm. They got in the car, and he got a marijuana cigarette out, a marijuana cigarette. So they're in a parking garage, and they're sitting there. They get in the car. They're there for like five minutes, and a knock comes on the window, and it's the police. And they opened the window, and he had lit that cigarette, mm-hmm. got some marijuana, oh, they get it. Mm-hmm. emptied the car out. The kid immediately, he was 18, all three of the girls were minors. He immediately took responsibility for the cigarette. They gave him a ticket, and he walked. He told him to walk back to the dorm. And the kept three the girls? girls? They kept all three of the girls. They searched oh, the car. criminal intent on their part. They searched the car, and they found an open container. I don't know what that was, if it was a bottle of liquor, if it was a bottle of beer that had been opened and shut. None of them had been drinking. They just got out of the concert. So anyway, they took all three of the girls. They separated them. They tried to ask them questions. Bailey said she didn't have her ID, didn't give it to them. She told them she didn't want to talk to them, and they went. And they told her to go sit over by the wall. Well, anyway, they ended up taking her to Juvenile Hall. They took all three of the girls to Juvenile Hall. She didn't have anything to drink. They didn't do anything wrong. They did no testing on any of them. Mm -hmm. The other two girls immediately acquiesced into the system, into Juvenile system. Oh, and the girl took immediate responsibility for that open container. But none of them had been drinking, but they didn't test them anyway. But none of them had used it. So... Anyway, they call Brandy at 4.30 in the morning. They pick these girls up at 1.30. 4.30 in the morning, three hours later, Bailey is an extremely emotional child. She was cutting her leg while they were asking her questions. She was doing what? 
<laughs> cutting her wrist or her oh arm. Oh, my God. Her leg. That's what I thought you they said. Didn't, they didn't even see it. She's extremely emotional. In fact, we're, they're going to get her into counseling. She's ex- she cries a lot. She's emotional, emotional, emotional right now. Anyway, she went to get her. They had been asking her all kinds of questions that she couldn't answer. She kept saying, they were asking her if her parents fought. They were asking her if. None of their business. Uh, what their church was, or if they went to church, all kinds of this kind of stuff, nothing to pertain to what was going on here. Well, that's because she was cutting her wrist, probably. They didn't even see it. The lady didn't even oh. see it until Brandy got there and seen it and said, Bailey. And then the lady then wanted to say, we need to put her in a hospital. And Brandy mm. should have. Well, anyway, so they wanted her to acquiesce into the juvenile system, and Brandy said, no, I think we're going to talk to an attorney first. Yep. Long and the short, Jeff went to court. He did a notice of special appearance. He did an affidavit of status. He told them in the special appearance that he would pay, you know, that he would do what needed to be done other than the fact that he was the executor for the estate of Bailey Thomason and that they would be the treasurer, that the clerk of the court could appoint the judge treasurer. In other words, he could pay the bill. And Jeff was there as an executor, direct, direct, executive director of Bailey's estate since she was a minor. Long and the short of it, Jeff twice was warned that he would be put in contempt of court. I put a tape recorder up on there thinking that I could tape it. It never dawned on me that he had a sign outside. We didn't see it. No taping in my court. Told me I was going to be put in contempt of court. He said, is your daughter here? And Jeff said, well, yes, she's in the hall. He said, why is she not here? And Jeff held the summons up, and he says, well, it says on here she could appear. It didn't order her to appear. And there was something else said, and he said, that's it. He said, you're in contempt of court. They had someone standing behind him ready because he knew what the documents were. They took him out in handcuffs immediately. Wanted to stop it dead. Wanted to stop it dead because he knew he wasn't winning. So they took him away in handcuffs, was going to take him to the jail. Out in front of his little grand, her little daughter, the 14-year-old, his wife, Bailey and her boyfriend were all there. We were all there. They immediately called Brandy, the mother, and Bailey in. They would not let me go back in. They asked Brandy if she was the mother. She said yes. They said, Bailey, is your, she she looked at Bailey and said, is your name Bailey? She said yes. The judge said, do you understand the charges? And Bailey said yes. Oh, God. And he got what he wanted. He said to Brandy, I want you to understand. I want you, if you don't have the money, I will court appoint an attorney to you, but I want, don't come back to my court without an attorney. And that's how it went down. They got out of there, and the judge called the car back that they were riding Jeff around, almost in a car accident. Seriously, the police car was almost in a car accident with him in the back, with his hands tied behind his back. Or in, and they said to come back, and he went back before the judge, and he said, the next time you come to my court, you will basically... In other words, obey or mind me. But still, there were no victims. No, no victims. victims. But, the, but the point is, that judge, this city, is going for broke on everything. And they literally 
They literally told, and I told Jeff, I said, if you do not do this their way and get an attorney for this child who they are getting into counseling, I mean, Brandy was going to, and they didn't have the money when they were trying to get rid of the house and stuff, and they just haven't done it. She said, I, she's been in school counseling. It sounded like it was going good, and I didn't get her into counseling. I said, if you don't do this the way they said, he's already threatened to put her in juvenile hall. Now, the other two girls acquiesced she in the system. She hasn't done anything wrong except hurt herself. Right. And, and, oh, and here, they won't even let them see the police report. They cannot get a copy of the police report to see it. That's, we have to, uh, absolutely, have, we have tried everything. We cannot get it. And I, would, you know, we, I, I would call into talk radio and, you know, mention names and make it a big public thing, write letters to the editor, that sort of thing. You'll well, we're going to write the um, the uh, attorney general, but anyway, yeah, and, co- and they, copy the governor and copy everybody on it. Everybody, absolutely. So everyone everybody. That you can the, think of. I've got all the affidavits that I'm doing the affidavits right now from everybody, but but anyway, um, they they threatened to throw her into juvenile. This is just hall. an example of how corrupt our system is that they try and do this. The, the state, what are they trying to say? They, who who got harmed in this? Nobody. There was no harm, but the other two girls, the one that even had the open container, acquiesced into the system. They took the charge of the open container off of her. She's only paid $125. She's not paying for P-tests or anything, and she has done her six weeks community service, and she's oh, going, her and the other girl are almost done. And Bailey, because she fought it, they sent her finally. They didn't even charge her at first for six weeks. Then they brought the summons out. They charged her with alcohol, with marijuana. They charged oh, her with... Con- they threw everything they, at her. They threw everything at her, and they don't even have her social security number. They never seen her driver's license. They never did a pee test, blood test, any test well, of they, her at all. They have nothing. Well, this is exactly the point where this is where uh, you can test the jurisdiction and the falseness of what they're doing. And I believe I sent it out to everybody. I can't find it myself in my own materials. I'm so sick. But it's about the three different jurisdictions that the judge brings up and the fact that she has never acquiesced into the system and uh, but if she said I understand, she yes, did. Yeah, she, she agreed to go. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. was that was trickery. I mean, he yeah, it's still he knew. Trick. Yeah, it's still he, accepting. He knew though. he couldn't do anything with the dad there, so he you, took the dad away. You should be able to go in and counter sue, and then just get the whole, throw the whole thing out because the whole thing is unconstitutional. Absolutely. There's no. No laws can uh, legislate people's behavior. Any any quote unquote law or code that tries to do that is unconstitutional, according to, I believe it's Marbury versus Madison, or yep. according to our little common law handbook or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's so that's a, a lot of people have been able to get stuff thrown out just mentioning that case. What and was the name of that case? Marbury versus the- Madison. M A R B E R R Y. Oh, isn't it B U R M A R B E R B E R R Y. I think it was Murray B U R Y. 
But anyway, go ahead. Uh, it may be only one R. You're right, uh, right on that. And it may be you, yeah. a U instead yeah. of an E. Versus what now? Madison. Okay. It was President Madison. I mean, it really went through a lot of stuff. But this can you believe that we major. are living in that kind of a police state? I mean, who would have thought mm-hmm. that they, That's first of all, doing. that they would have a concert that goes past curfew, they would allow children in without adult supervision there, and then they would set them up and knock on their window to try to catch them in a parking lot, not on a street, not driving, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is an absolute, complete setup. That is a complete police state. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's what they want. Now, there's the video that uh, we sent out earlier about what the 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 gang and the gang is the police force, and right. that gang uh, showed exactly what they did in setting up the coercion to entrap people. And one of them was the perfect example you're giving. They were at a concert, and they sent in the military. Oh my to God! Take over the thing. So it, it, you know, you're not winning with these people. You'll never win with these people if we continue the way we're doing. That's why we must think outside the box, and we must do it differently. And going in and getting their their, their judge and getting their lawyer and all the other BS is playing into their hands. Right. Really I know, is. but I told I told Re- or Jeff, I said, you know what, whatever you want to do, I don't care. Just don't do it with my granddaughter that is not, that is this age. You know, do what you need to do, but please, don't put, go get an attorney, get her out of this, and then fight them, but don't let them take her to juvenile hall. And this judge is a real, I mean, to tell right. you, he will. He'll take her. If they don't do it his way, he will do it just because he's a bastard. You can, I mean, you can see it. And I, I said, please do not play with her. I mean, you can do what you want, but don't do it with her. Well, the thing is that with what, whether she goes to juvie hall or not, it is going to be the fact that they will be all over her ass for the rest of her life for the fact that uh, her father stood up for her. And this is where the father has to really hold his line. And it is about the fact of of saying no more. And uh, if your granddaughter can can stiffen it up, it's going to be a a boon for everyone. And I, I know this is terrible to say, but I'm sorry. There has to be a stop now. I know, but stop now. And and I got to tell you, she will be a basket case all her life with him not doing it. Yeah, she's she's willing to go through it, but I don't think she knows what she's going to go through. I know that, I know that Shane, my daughter's boyfriend, when he was young, twelve or so, they took him away from her for something that he didn't do and threw him in juvenile hall. He has seriously been on serious drugs and alcohol his whole life, and he's 40, and she ended up divorcing him. They, he kept getting clean. He's in and out of jail. He is so emotional. He doesn't get the right help. They're not getting him help. I still believe it's all from what happened to him in that juvenile hall. 
it is I agree with his you. life. I agree with you. Screwed him up forever. But the issue is it's not going to get any better. And the point that we're raising is that we need to, and Emily made the perfect point, get on talk radio. Get out there and talk and write and send it to everybody. Are you aware this is what is going on with our teenagers? Every juvie hall, every juvie detention center, male or female, is a sex castle. They sell those girls. They sell the boys. We've got to make samples of them. This is imperative. There is a, my grand, my niece, my brother's daughter got date raped and the guy bragged to her about her being the fifth victim and that uh, there were several girls in the school, she was in an acting school, that never came back over a break. And they couldn't figure it out. Some of the people queried it and then, well, they just had some maybe money problem or something. But he was also bragging he was going to pick up a girl who was 16, underage, and was going to do it to her. And the cops got there just as he was about to pick up that girl, and they believed my niece. And the fact that they believed my niece, and i got to tell you what's going on in this course, is that they are doing as many extending these cases Far out so that you get discouraged and don't want to face it. And my niece has gone to counseling. She has so many ladies that are so, have gone through it, been counseled, are living better lives because of the counseling, and they're fighting this issue. We've got to fight the issue. And, and, and the BS is out there. Your, your son needs to say, you're not doing this to my, and it's not his daughter, my, um, what is it, I'm steward of this woman. Right. This young his... woman I, is not my daughter. I am steward of it because the daughter is owned by the state. Well, he that's called how it they're his... making the money. He called it his property. She is his property. He is his, that is right. He is steward of that property. That's right, and that's what he called it. He good. He did pretty good. I think that they're getting us on the fact that these are they're using contracts that we signed, and until we get the contracts that, that are not implied, we're using implied contracts. They're using real contracts we signed. We have to get out from under the implied contracts. Well, that's where you do the affidavit of truth that all your signatures from birth forward are all null and void. Yeah, I think that's the thing right there. I think that's where we're in trouble. Well, you you do it. Just do it. All signatures are null and void. That we sent that out a long time ago, and how people can really do it. Do you send that to the, um, oh, um, to the, who do you send it to the? the, uh, You record it and you you send it to the court. You You always record it. You don't send it to the attorney. You don't send it to the attorney general and because we did throw it out. 
Just throw it out, okay? So you want to record it, and you do not record it under property. You record it under miscellaneous. And the reason for that is that they don't follow through uh, on the miscellaneous as much. And you go to whatever place will take it because they've they've done that in many of the things that we know. They refuse to to file it. So people have gone had to go to other states to record it. Just yeah, really. had it recorded. Yeah, I've heard that two states and counties different go to different counties if they won't record it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's imperative and I, I bless your little uh granddaughter. I know you're de- attempting to defend her. It's the worst thing to do because they're only gonna keep up the game. Well, that's what my son says, but I just, I just can't. Oh my gosh, it's so hard to. It is in hard. Harm's way. We're supposed to is. be protecting her, and that's. Well, the, the point children. is that you can't protect her anymore. No one's protectable anymore. No one. And that's what you have to really get in your head. No one is protectable. They are bullies. They will continue to bully. And they will continue to harass until they break you. Every license is a a, a, a rule of illegality, totally. And that that's what we've got to get. No license is truth, none. And until we we really get that point, we're we're sol. We are totally SOL. It is. It's a fight. It's a con. It's like, it's like. Can we just have a normal life again? And now fighting over. Not until we are totally free. And people don't understand that we are are, have never been free. That's right. I agree with that one. You're right. We have never been free in all of our years in this country. None of us have ever been free. And that's the lie we have allowed ourselves to agree on. And I'm as bad as the rest of us. So I, I, I do not say, I knew it before you. And I didn't. I didn't. And, and none of us did. We thought I know that. we were in a real country. I We've think it's been. very, the maddening part of it, to realize that we've been so duped that we thought we were free and we were absolutely the farthest from being free. And that's why they, they laugh at us now in the home of the free and the brave. How stupid are you? Yeah, I know. That's true. We are the home of the free, of the enslaved and, in, and in, uh, coerced but we're not of the free land of the home of the free and the brave. I see these signs on these trucks that say, I'm a proud parent of a, a, a man in, in the military. And I go, you sucker. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say because. Oh, I agree. Uh, how, I don't... How, you know, it's just so sad. It's so sad. I agree. We have been so duped. In NLA, we're sending out a lot of, well, we, we send it out to our people, and there are different posters to put on your car. And it's about telling people one nugget of information that we've gotten wrong in all of our history. And it's, it's the now time of history. 
Did you know? Are you aware? And it is exactly the stuff that people are starting to question. We have to question everything. That's true. Absolutely everything. And uh, I know you're upset, and I totally, I I mean, my heart goes out to you what you're going through. And we have to really help encourage you to allow your son to really do what he needs to do. And this is where we can help and uh, if you need us to write letters or, or what we can do because we have to put our mouth where we're talking. Capiche? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, we need to help you. We need yeah. to help you. Lola. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Go to the start page. Uh, site. Do not do this through Google because you'll be red flagged immediately. Uh, Startpage.com or? Startpage.com. Use their search engine. Okay. And uh, find Spy Shop. Spy Shop? Yes. Spy Shop. S-P-Y. Oh, great. H-O-P. They okay. are a, it's an actual, they're actual, it's an actual business. And and among the things they sell is surveillance equipment. Mm-hmm. And I have their stuff. A they, that, that, that they, I don't, know, I don't know if they still do, but at one time they sold a pen. Yep, that, I got it. Uh, uh, records, it's a, it's a digital recorder, but it's an mm-hmm. actual pen, and it looks like a pen, and, and it writes. Uh-huh. And uh, that will record everything covertly. Okay. And 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 uh, to back him up, I bought that for my case and for a traffic ticket I had several years ago. I think it was 2010, and I used it. And you, I wasn't close enough to the judge, so you could really you had to strain to hear him. However, we recorded it, and it was. I was doing it right. I fumbled a little, but it's important that you record it. It is a pen. I had it in my hand, so it could be, it took mine, and then I tried to tip or re, try, attempted to remember to tip it towards him so the mic would go towards him. So if, if this is what you're saying. It costs about $100. It's well worth it. And uh, I got to tell you, it was, it was a boon for what I used it for. Well, that sounds really good. I will, I will definitely check that out and we'll get one because that is really like, how long does it take to get stuff from there, uh, Colin? It was pretty fast. I don't know. You're it was pretty fast. Find one. Was it? There, is, there is one in Reno, Nevada. Right. That's the one I got. And I'm quite sure that they will take a, uh, a phone order or an Internet order. Yep. But you've got to find out which one it is first. Okay. I, I called them because I didn't know how to do it. And I called them, and they were very nice about it. Yes. Cool. He's, he's absolutely right. This is very good uh, information. Yeah. Thank that is good information. Thank you. Also, yeah. Also, I believe that uh, you can uh, purchase a briefcase 
and installed in that briefcase and, and, and sealed in it is the same as a similar device. Huh. So you, you, you have a briefcase and you take your documents in with you. And then you've got it sitting on the counter and it's got a recorder in it. Yeah. Some of them have cameras. So yeah. if you're able some to do it, one, one guy had it. A, uh, some of them will have a uh, have the burst transmitter in it. Mm-hmm. So that uh, it'll send out a burst, so it'll take a 10-minute uh, recording and send it out in one second. Now, those are very expensive. And some and some courts are now tripped to it, and they uh, have equipment installed to detect the burst transmission, but you just delay delay when it goes out. But it goes to an off-site location. Mm. Okay. Wow. Here's all kinds of things. You have to talk to the people about it. Remember, yeah. I haven't had any dealings with them for uh, for four or five years now. But I do know they exist. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a pretty good market, and ironically, yeah, a lot of their a, a lot of their uh, customers are uh, private investigators and such, as uh-huh. well as actual police. Yeah, but don't a lot of the courts? I mean, they prevent you from taking anything in the courtrooms anymore. You can't take your purse. You can't take nothing, and they scan yeah. you yeah. and everything else. So how how are they going to let you in there with a briefcase? Well, this one didn't. I mean, this one we could take our papers in. I, we didn't try to take a briefcase, but we we could get in with my. I I think I had my purse with me. I don't even. Yeah, I did, and I didn't even. They didn't pay any attention. I just laid my phone up on the thing. I had no idea oh, because yeah. when I went to court one time, they said if you want a recording, you have to record yourself. So I just figured it was that way in all courtrooms. It never dawned on uh, me, other than if you have a court of record, which we knew this wasn't. So I didn't even think I was doing anything wrong. I didn't try to do something wrong. I didn't know. But This is where yeah. they stump you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I will get that. I will, I will go after that. Also, uh, there's another form of this that's a, a working wristwatch. There's, there's oh, okay. a number of different forms for it. Also, there's I do know there's a camera that looks like a brooch or a tie tack. Mm-hmm. Do you suppose they're wise to all of that or not? Well, a lot of this stuff is based oh, no. on uh, CIA-developed technology. Uh-huh. Right? It's, it's really clever. Oh, yeah. And you want to be I, really I, techy I, smart. I because I was, uh, uh, it looks like a pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. And the microphone in the camera is pointed at the direction you're looking. But that's how far, that's how small they've got the microelectronics. Hmm. There's a lot out there that you can use that will be of value to what you're doing. We've got to stop them. 
And it, it behooves you to be, be able to do it in a way that they, you know, some people are very blatant about it. You don't need to be blatant. Just no, do it. no, just do it. Wow. And, and the main thing that you want to practice, and this is going to sound really weird, is not to touch it like you're hiding it. It is yeah, what you use. Like I had my pen. I had it uh, facing towards me, and then I just kind of looked like I was going to write something, so I was facing it towards him. Uh-huh. And that's well, the way and I a was pen thinking. would be very unobtrusive because, it, I mean, they would just think it's a pen and not... That's right. I wouldn't think that they would but catch that, you know. Mm-hmm. However, they're very, very mischievous and very, very evil. And when you get yeah, the evilness, the evilness is beyond my comprehension. I am so amazed that their paycheck means so much to them that they will try to harm. Of course, they don't harm children. I mean, they're for no reason at all. There's just but that's money. You've got to, it's all about the money. But here's the deal. I, you know, is it the money coming out of her account? Because they're not getting any money from those other two girls. It was $125. To me, it was all about getting them in the system. They got, the they money. got, those, girl, they got those girls afraid. They'll never buck them in the future. Yeah. Uh, okay. They won. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a computer terminal in the bench. And that uh, computer terminal is tied in with the US Treasury. And that and they and they're 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 getting the court is getting their money mm. from the uh uh right the uh, birth certificate accounts. Well that's what yeah, Jeff told them wasn't gonna happen. That's why he got so ticked. Jeff said we're not, I'm not paying your bill. I'm not gonna be the treasurer. You know, that's remember that, and that, yeah. and it's in the document. He has it in his document, and that checks him off. <laughs> well, I don't know if it, they didn't realize record, but that's what Jeff brought to court. He said, no, it was in the notice of special appearance. It was written okay. in the special appearance that he would cooperate with them and do what we could do, but that he was there in the capacity of the special appearance as a a man, um, executive director of of uh, this young lady's estate, of Bailey Thomason's estate, and that the judge would be taking care and be the trustee. And that ticked him off because that meant Jeff wasn't going to pay the bill, the judge was. Yep. Uh, you got it. You got it. That's what Jim and did. Jeff's That's right Jim on. Uh, Patricia? Yo. That's what James did. James, I mean, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Okay. When James had, uh, I went with James down to uh, Bridgeport. Yeah. Over that fraudulent ticket. Right. And uh, I'm going to quote you. I mean, I was yeah. in full learning mode at the time when I was watching this happen. And he remembers it called the case. They called the case, and he uh, he spoke up at this point and said, uh, 
uh, does this regard uh, number so-and-so? And he said, yes. And he approached and he said, uh, uh, I am a beneficiary of the estate and I appoint you, my trustee, to, uh, to and ask you to take care of this matter. Mm-hmm. And the judge stood there. Meanwhile, there was about 14 lawyers in the court at that time and uh, a bunch of other people. And these lawyers were looking at each other. They'd never heard of it. The judge knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And if uh, James hadn't uh, put a motion added to it to, to be reimbursed for the $250 towing charge that had been when they seized his car, uh, they had a, uh, you know, the judge would have just dismissed the case immediately. And uh, finally got him out of there. Uh, he agreed, you know, he agreed to come back in, uh, you know, this was October. He agreed to come back in a Jan- uh, for a trial in January. And uh, he was released. And uh, uh, in uh, late December, we filed an ecclesiastical deed poll. It was done on Robin's Egg blue paper. Uh, it took a while. We had to comp- search the, 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 the computer, the databases, for the proper script to print it out in. And uh, the, there was no signature on it, but there was his thumbprint on, in blood, in his own blood. And that was glued to the back of the summons. And he mailed it back via registered mail back to the courthouse. And uh, right at, uh, he, did not, he did not make the appearance. And two days after the appearance was uh, scheduled, he uh, received an envelope. And it was, all, it was a notice that everything was dismissed and all the uh, paperwork was enclosed. So that was with them with an ecclesiastical deed poll. You can't do that anymore. They uh, they figured out a way to block it. Mm-hmm. Wow. They, but but the whole key was the whole key was I am a uh, beneficiary of the estate, and I appoint you to be my trustee and to take care of this matter. I think you have to be the executor, the executor of the estate. No, 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 no. James was appointing the judge as the trustee. Yeah, right. That's what they have. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, and that's what they don't like. No, they don't. They don't because because they lose their money on it. Well, that means that they pay the bill. Correct. One of the one of the statements in the in the deed poll was that uh, a basic statement that said, you know, I have no animosity toward the other side, and I just merely want everything to be made right. <laughs> but that guy was so happy to get him out of there. Because there was, they brought some convicts in 
that were in the orange the orange jumpsuits and in chains. And they were really looking at what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do but, that too. The judge wanted us out of there so damn fast. The whole mm-hmm. thing took about eight minutes. That's very interesting. <laughs> and oh, and yeah. it is it is about knowing these different tricks. And as um, Colin said, they figured a way around it. That doesn't mean they can get out of it. Because the ecclesiastical is still there. The uh, the birth certificate is still there. It's it's knowing what is your really next step, and that's that's what so much of this is about. What is the next step? And then, and that he filed the appearance. He needs to go in with the truth and affidavits of what he is, and just hammer him with lots of documents. And and to uh, to um, uh, what do you call it? Do them uh, certified return receipts. They cannot yes. deny it. That is a filed document. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. But it's now eleven eleven. And I have to get back to, I have to get on to work for my uh, son. But I'm serious about, if you have places for us to write to, what, would you send us addresses? And I'll send me an address, and I'll send it out to everybody. And if everybody could just write a couple of lines, this is inhumane, whatever, uh, that we can say. So they're not all the same letters. Emily is very good about knowing what is is um, about these kinds of letters and getting on public radio. Get on your talk radio if you still have them out there. See, they've been shutting those down also, so people cannot communicate. All yeah. right. You, hey, you have to watch who you, uh, the, the talk radio you deal with because your big host, in talk radio, that Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, oh, yeah. etc. Oh, never go to that. Owned, no, those we're, programs are owned by Clearwater. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're we're not talking yeah. about those. We're just talking about the local uh, ones that we're. Well, know. Let's see. You've got to find out who owns the programs. Right. And if it's Clearwater, I think it's. I, I think that's which one it is. It's one of the large. Uh, it's one of the five media corporations. Clear Channel, it's called. Yeah, Clear Channel, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know. Yeah, that's one of the, the big ones. Yeah, these are the people that fired John B. Wells. John yeah, B. Wells. Yeah, I remember, I remember John yeah. B. Wells. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But he had a program uh, went on uh, Friday, Saturday. Oh, yeah, Sunday. he was on Coast to Coast. Yeah, Coast to Coast. He, he and was, and they fired him from Coast to Coast also. Did they fire him from an earlier channel? Or? Well, they fired they, they fired him when he started a, uh, a he program. Started. He, you know, he had the control of it, and he started a program called Caravan to Midnight. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Cause yeah, that... and he was he was fired immediately. Now he drew between four and twelve million viewers every time he uh, broadcast. Well, that was, was the biggest, 
That no, was a paid program. Please. No. You had to pay because I remember when paid. he was starting it. Hey, please. He was drawing in four to twelve million listeners throughout the weekend. And as soon as he started working on his uh, caravan to midnight, and they and they and he, he actually got the first program broadcast. Uh, they fired him. Well, they fired him from coast to coast, which was where he he was the uh, right. the Saturday night get the Saturday night uh, right. host, and right. he he drew so many listeners. And caravan caravan to midnight was the project that he was starting right before he was fired. That's so correct. that was even a later um, project that he was doing, a more recent project. So, nope. so yeah, no, he was uh, he was getting guests on, and he was you know exposing a lot of truth. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Caravan to Midnight is on uh, the internet. Yeah, exactly. I and remember. It's, post- it's posted on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, the, he was their biggest draw, the biggest source of single audience. And because he wouldn't tow the corporate line, they fired him. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's why you got to be careful. Now, you may actually want to go to John B. Wells on uh, Caravan in the Midnight. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. But um, in this case, I think that it's more important for the people in the, t- the town or the city where this girl lives to right. know, know what, about it. Yeah, yeah, to know about yeah. it and to know how this judge is, you know, what his history yeah. is and whatever. Yeah. But, you know, if you could find out the radio station and if we could all really learn more about the case, we could all call, we could all pretend that we're, <laughs> that we area. live in the area and call in. You well, know. this is Lawrence, Kansas, and it's KU, which is a state college. And it is so bad there. I have two different chiropractors I use, both of their children. Now, one of them, granted, she went to a party. She got picked up at alcohol. It has cost her, she's blowing. It has cost her over $5,000. The other one just started college this year. This is the craziest. He was helping a kid. He had a pickup, move a couch up into the dorm. There's a loading zone. They pulled in the loading zone to take the couch up to the dorm room. He came back down, and they already had his car towed away. He what? has been in, yes, he has been in conflict with them already two or three times since September when he started there. He is a good kid. He was on the football team. He was a good, good kid. No trouble. They've already got tickets and problems two or three times just there. Somebody had to be sitting there watching that when yeah. he took that couch out of that truck, they towed that truck that quick. Well, you know, I mean, they've, already, they've already implemented um, nine out of ten things of the, from the Communist Manifesto, everything but mm-hmm. abolition of private property. But we already have heavy progressive income tax, abolition of all rights of inherited, well, almost, I guess eight out of ten, well, I guess we still have that. Confiscation of property of all um, immigrants and rebels, central bank, government control of communications and transportation, government ownership of factories and agriculture, government control of labor, corporate farms, regional planning, 
government control of education. It's getting really bad. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, we have most of those things now. Yep, and, and that's then, all because of our politicians being such good people. And it says it always ends in the police state. Yeah, um, that's where we are. And, and with Communist Manifesto, it supposedly um, teaches the citizens to give up their rights for the sake of the common good. Oh, the common but it good. But it ends in the police state. That's exactly right. I have to say that I, it's, it came to my head, and I get it, Emily, I'm sorry. All of a sudden, this funny is in front of me. And when you said it's these people, and all I can think of is these people can, and, and, and I shouldn't be this way, brain dead. I mean, there's just brain dead here. I don't know if any of you watch The Bachelor, but I do. I have to watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. I mean, it's my sick addiction. But the other night, they went to New Mexico. And that was where it was going to be taped. And this girl was so excited. She had her bathing suit out. She was holding it up and putting it, yay, we're going to go to the beach. We're going to the water. New Mexico, huh? wonder if that's a part, also a part of old Mexico. And she's going on like this. And, they got, and I looked up because sometimes I just work and I listen. And I wanted to see her face because I thought, is she serious? Well, at the end of the show, they continued that conversation with her. She was serious. She did not even know that New Mexico was in the United States. She thought she was going to Mexico. I'm not kidding. And she was not joking. She thought she was going to Mexico, like Cancun or something. Yeah. Seriously, that's what... And and they ran the rest of it to show. They only ran like a couple at the beginning when I looked up and thought, no, she's joking. At the end, they ran the whole thing so that everybody would know she's not joking. She did not know she was in the United States when she was in New Mexico. Well, have you seen the Mark Dice interviews? He goes around uh, with these yes. pretend. And he, he has, there's a video showing him asking people, um, if they'd oh, be willing to yeah. give up their the Bill of Rights if Obama um, wanted them to, and they all only one person oh, looked at him like you know, are you crazy? No, yeah, are you kidding? But everybody else said, oh sure, and they all signed the petition that they'd be willing to give up the Bill of Rights if Obama said that it was best for the country or whatever. And the other line that they were using is that, oh, the Democrats and the Republicans are going together on it. They're going yeah, to work oh, yeah, together. Yeah, and the whatever. stupidity of, oh, if they're getting along, then we yeah. should go along with exactly. it. Exactly. It's amazing. It is amazing. How stupid I, people I am, are. Yeah, I'm, I'm in shock that what are we teaching these people in school anymore? I was not oh, an eighth. I wasn't change. even a C student, and I knew this stuff. What is happening well, uh, Jay Leno used to teach us to us all years ago insofar as the jaywalking. And these uh-huh. were teachers that were not answering the questions right. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of teachers now that are somehow. But this was years ago. Jay's been off the, off the thing. I know, for, yeah. What? Yeah. These were back when I even had a television, which was we're talking over probably – Seven eight years now, well, and that's why he's—that's why he's not on there anymore. Obama took him off because of he made a, re- a remark against him, right? 
Yeah, and nobody stood up for him. Nobody, at least as far as I know. So yeah, it is. It's it's criminal. So it, it, we it know is. that we must go forward. We have to go and really start standing up. If your granddaughter can be a, um, I mean, she's a teenager, but how many teenagers have they compromised and let them be beaten and, and coerced at the worst possible time of their lives into then teaching their children, oh, don't fight with the police. Oh, we've got to go along with them, even if they kill us. Hello? Oh, my God, I know. I know. Well, to find out who the, um, you know, what the talk radio call letters are in your in that area, so, mm-hmm. and okay. a good, the best talk host, the one that gets the most listeners, and um, you know, we could call in. We could first get a get a feel for what they're talking about, and then generally there's a way to kind of work work in what you want to say to what they're talking about, or that's not you know, would make it sound interesting to the to the listeners. But we could all kind of figure out, you know, do this on a specific day and each one of us call in and just say, you know, something relevant that's going to keep people, you know, on and that subject for a little while and really thinking about it. That's and a if good they idea. Knock us off, if, they, if they knock us off, then the listeners will start hearing that. Right, but they won't knock us off if we're if we kind of are. You kind of have have to get a feel for what the what the host is Pop like. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, they they won't. You know, I there's a there's an afternoon host here where I call in a lot and say things like I've called in about the comprehensive annual financial report. But and I've called in about Karen Hudis and and things like that, and they always give me all the time I want to talk about whatever, you know. But I try and call when it's when they're talking about whatever I think that where I can um sort of weave like in that. um mm-hmm. what I want to say and make it relevant to what they've already just been talking about. So mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I when you're saying this, I have thought of one and I used to kind of listen to them, but they are so sheeple. It's it, I don't know if they would even get it, but there are a couple that I used to listen to, and it was. I did try to get in a couple times. Huh? It's up here in the upstate, and maybe it's because they're, you know, I don't know, just, just you know, religious and concerned, and you know, but there we have. I'm surprised that there really are a lot of people that really do care. Maybe they're not all a hundred percent woken up about, you know really what's going on but they think that they are and they're they're still very concerned and so um that's the kind of talk show that you want to try and you know find not not just you know one where they're doing jokes all the time because i remember down in charleston there wasn't any decent talk radio uh station at all and the only one they had was a the host where, you know, he he just let people talk about whatever they wanted to talk about and then he'd just inter, um, interject jokes and stuff like that. And it was really awful. So we don't want to call into something like No, that. no, because it's not a joking matter. This is very yeah. serious. Yeah. Yeah. This is very serious when we're talking children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And it's, it's 
if, if someone just told me last night or or yesterday that um I'm trying to think who told it to me that the, oh I know my brother was telling me about his daughter she is with a wonderful young man and the two of them are down in um Burma and they're down in Burma because she belonged for the last three or four years they belonged to a group of uh it's a Burmese organization attempting to save the lives of some of the Burmese that were booted out of Burma under whichever regime did it. I don't know what thing it was, but they were chased out of their home country and they were their their campground is a dump ground, you know, where sewage, not sewage, but uh, where all the garbage is dumped because that's the only way they're surviving. They get down there and they find that a Christian group came through and took all the children or 40 of the children. Why is wow. the Christian group taking the, the 40 children away? What is the purpose of that? Oh, my gosh. Who maybe, knows? Maybe, to get, they, maybe they're, they think they're helping. Well, the point <laughs> is that, that what they do is that they sell them and they do yeah, all Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They sell them. They sell them and they... they the, our our biggest thing in Canada of why they were bought up by uh, the fella in Canada was the churches, Christian, Catholic, whatever they were called. They were the ones that desecrated and did a genocide on those Indians. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. The point is that they're doing it to the Burmese now. Mm-hmm. We're the next ones on the line because they've been doing it to us and we don't even know it. How many children have disappeared? Colin has fought many times out about the satanic rituals. Watch this date. This could be a satanic ritual. Hello? Mm -hmm. We are in a pagan country. We are not in a Christian country, no matter how much they beat the ban on that. It is a Christian day. The Christian, quote, the Christian establishment is satanic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And these people have been totally duped into thinking they belong to a church that was started by Jesus. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus lived for 33 years. He only preached for three. Give me a break. You know, we can't even get across to these people. I mean, look how long it took even Nazism to get ground into the people. He started in the t- early 20s or late teens and built his way up. This is not an overnight thing. Three years, bump, give me a break. It was man that created more and more of it. This is not a new thing. And as much as it might hurt people, I mean, we go round and round in National Liberty Alliance about this religion thing, and all it does is separate people. Yes, what it's not about separate. What? That's what it's supposed to do. Correct. And that's why uh, so many of us have started saying, take it to Saturday night. Talk it out at Saturday night. Get over it. So, you know, it's, it's that thing. But I do have to get going, guys, and I apologize that I have to go to work <laughs> because my moped uh, was going to the doctor 
it needed work and it took money. So you know how that is. And uh, let's, uh, and um, Lola, please keep us in the loop so that we can uh, follow up and get some uh, help to you, whatever you need. It's about us working together, girlfriend. Thank you. I will. Um, we will look and see if we can get something together for that because I agree. We need to. I, I'm just. I've just been very scared for her. I don't want to see her. I want to see us fix this issue, but I don't want to make her be in the middle of it. If that makes sense. It it does, and it's also going to make it her a cripple. So it's important you you encourage yeah. her to be the strong person. How many parents have never taught their children how to take care of their their own bookkeeping, their own stuff, and then when it comes time to deal with it, they don't know diddly squat. Wives and mothers and husbands, I mean, this has been a thing uh, of many people. So it's important we do not cripple them. We are crippling them. Your your son has the right attitude. It's time we support and, and really go forward with what we need to do. Agreed. Agreed. All right, baby. Agreed. Yeah. I'm I'm not here for agreement. I want I want so much more peace. And this is the a, a thing that I'm writing in my emails now. We the way to stop them is if we are at peace with ourselves. Right. So let's let's go at peace and let us uh stand up against tyranny. Agreed. And also, okay. we have to stop being only on the defensive all the time. Yeah. We have to be proactive and be the ones, you know, believing that we're in control, which we're supposed to be. We're That's supposed exactly. to be the high point. at the top of the pyramid as far as the law, the law of the land goes. The people are the, and they, and judges aren't supposed to make any rulings. They're just supposed to administer what and be neutral. What? Right. <laughs> what? Where's the operative word here? Neutral. <laughs> right. Right. But there's oh, a, there's a supposed right. There's a supposed to um you know administer what takes place. Like uh, Emily. Yeah. Okay. And Lola. Yes. One of the tricks you might try to uh, get your paperwork filed is uh, uh Gary has done this to first some paperwork. The, the court clerk didn't want to take it. But he's told them that quote uh, I'm traveling I'm I'm traveling I'm traveling to the east. And basically it's a code to identify yourself as a Mason. Mm-hmm. And they took the papers right away, recorded them and all that good stuff. No questions. Are you kidding? I'm no. serious. That's wow. so serious. Mm-hmm. Hold on, the I mate, gotta catch you. The mate, you you start checking in with the uh, uh, on the background of the various judges and the court clerks. You will find that they are most of them are Mason. Mhm. And they are the ones that are pulling the strings because all of it goes back to the um, Templars. Right. They have changed their names, changed their M.O. That's to what they... Um, better control you and better yeah. manipulate. 
Right, and that's also, yeah. even also, even Ron Paul, even Ron Paul is a member of a secret yep. society. Yeah, I mean, why why hasn't he ever come out and said uh, that IRS is a fraud, etc.? He has never. Ever I know. That's why you know he's one of the. That's that's okay. the problem that I have with him. Uh, I do too. I mean, I I don't condone what he's. I don't go along with what he says for most of the stuff. Well, he did. He actually was was interviewed on the um, America Freedom um, to Fascism, the um, Aaron Russo film. Uh-huh. So he, I mean, he at least on that film, he 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 was all in agreement that you know the the, the whole IRS thing is a total fraud. But he didn't exactly say it on CNBC or during the president's no. honor or anything. Like none of them will. Yeah. Yeah. None of them. His family threatened though. What? What? Uh, what? Threatened. Was okay. Was it raw fan? Family threat. That's why he backed down from everything. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's probably why he backed down because of the fact that he he was uh, being threatened with uh, his own crap that he he wasn't willing to deal with. Yeah. Is the way I get it. Yeah. I don't think he ever really wanted to um, be president. To be president. Yeah. Yeah. Very disappointing. It kept the people distracted. Yeah. Yeah, I was distracted. I I started the longest running thread on a uh, losing candidate. I kept going, and people kept coming back and and posting because they couldn't believe that the thread was still going, and they were like, "Well, give up, give up," and. You know, I would I would see something positive in taking place and or whatever, and people and of course all the Ron Paul you know fans were also all posting there, and we wanted to keep it, everything going. So it ended up being the longest forum with you know a thousand posts or something like that, and you know for a thread that it just was unheard of. It's you know thread never lasts that long. It's generally. Patricia, yeah. Okay, I believe I sent it to you. Uh, post uh, a uh, an article on the uh, forbidden truth. To me? No, to so me. To oh, Patricia, to, uh, okay. Did you and you did send it back out, correct? I thought I did, but uh, yeah. well, okay, but uh, yeah, check your things there. I still have a note that has it on there. But the uh, point is, read this article. It explains everything. About I believe I sent that out last week, and yes. um, but I'll 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 read. Questions: What What are some of the key things that it explains? It explains the whole control system and how it originated. Hmm. Goes all the way back. Almost a thousand years, if not more. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Read it, please. Yeah, it okay. sounds like okay. It sounds like a written version of a change is on the horizon documentary. No, that no, James this, had this had nothing to do with the documentary. This was an article. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm just saying that the content is probably similar to right what was in that, the uh, document. The, the people who wrote it did their research. Mm-hmm. 
They did it extremely well. And they didn't pull any punches. What What's the name of it again? It's uh, The Forbidden... Okay. Did you guys? Uh, it's the ForbiddenKnowledge.com forward slash manipulation forward slash is the title. Well, I, that's a forbidden uh, knowledge uh, video. Yes. Okay. It's not a video. It's an actual text document. Oh, okay. And it's at a website at ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We can go on there. So yeah. just... That's where it came from. And Drake All right, guys. posted it. Drake Listen, posted. It's, it's, it's 1140, and I really have to get yeah. to work. We okay. get on to wonderful Thank you. topics, everybody. Thank you so much for being on, and it's uh, it's great. And Lola, please do ask us to help you. All right, thank you. I will check this out to see what we can do with that. Thank you very much. Okay, baby. Okay, take care, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for being on. All right, team effort. Peace to you. Thank you. Oh, we didn't do our hug. Let's do our hug. Oh, yeah. And and wish peace to everybody out there because peace is going to throw them out of the loop. They don't know what to do with peace. They need war, just like that video, uh, The Rich Man's Trick. So what? Two, three. Peace to you all. Every all right. minute of peace. Hasta <laughs> 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 <laughs>